tonight we thank you that we are safe and secure in your presence tonight as a church as a family wherever we are we come before you and jesus we acknowledge your lordship upon yes, our lives amen we acknowledge jesus you alone can preserve you alone yes, can protect yes. you alone can defend you alone can keep our lives amen. into your hands we come at our lives tonight jesus we acknowledge your lordship yes lord we acknowledge your lordship we enforce your victory yeah Let your presence be manifested, O God. We give you all glory and honor. We magnify your name tonight. We magnify your name tonight. We glorify your name tonight. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's nice to be with you once again another Friday with God's word. Amen. Hope you have your Bibles, a piece of paper and pen with you because we want to look at something very simple but something very profound and we're going to look into God's word so i want you to take your pen your paper i want you to pray in the spirit and i want you to get into God's word with me amen we're going to study together we are in this together amen hallelujah amen tonight i want to preach to you a word um the secret place preserved in the secret place Amen. And I want to open up a scripture Psalms 91 verses 1 2 3 and 4. We know that some but Psalms 91 the first verse we read it now. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust the third verse surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shall trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler amen underline psalm 911 if if it is not underlined till now he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty underline that and say preserved in the secret place of god preserved in the secret place of god amen it is not enough for us to be used of god but to understand how and when god wants to use us god god looks for people with flexibility with sensitivity people who have been in the secret place with god psalm 139 says we know that that psalm is symbolic of god being everywhere So it is naturally not possible to hide from God. God is omnipresent. But this that does not mean that you can meet with him anywhere. Location and atmosphere matters. Every place is not conducive for a meeting with the almighty God. We know that the veil is torn when Jesus died on the cross and God's presence came down 
theologically but have you seen people who walk in walk and when they minister for something happens when they speak a few words it touches your heart it's almost as if the lord is speaking to you it is when certain people minister for you can feel the supernatural the presence of god is manifested something happens miracles begin to take place it's almost as if electric shock goes through you when certain men of god minister that's because those men of god know how to be in that secret place God has got a place. And I mean just imagine sometime back you know uh, the president of America came down to India and the the prime minister of India they had a meeting. And that was not in a street corner. The meeting place was arranged. There was an ambience and atmosphere. Of the North Korean leader and the president of America met. It was shown on all over the world TV channels. place was important just because god love god is love and god is everywhere doesn't mean that you don't need to value the atmosphere and the presence you know when 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 certain people come into your home certain people you would keep them by the gate not because they are not valued but somehow they haven't earned the right to have access to your home Some people can come into your living room or your drawing room. Some people can come into the kitchen. And only certain people can go into that place of a bedroom. People that you trust. People that you intimate with. And it is the same way with the Lord. God is everywhere. even business meetings don't happen just depending on the quality of the meeting it doesn't happen in some chai shop you know there's 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 an atmosphere place everything that is noble and everything that is godly is always hidden sometimes the sometimes people not understand the concept of god hiding himself god is love and god is everywhere pastor what are you saying i mean a, a god who loves you and me how can he hide some people say god will not hide anywhere some people say you need you have the bible that's all you need the veil was torn 2000 years ago when jesus died on the cross that's all that you need but i have learned from scripture everything glorious is hidden and it is your pursuit that reveals it you buy an expensive phone or something expensive it is just not kept in the open it is hidden in a box because of the value that is placed on that object god is valuable 
In redemption, Jesus came down for us. But God wants to be pursued. God is wanting to see who wants to be intimate with him. And he hides himself to see whether you will follow after him, seek him. Just imagine if your heart was on your head, all your enemies would have just, boom, destroyed it. It is a very important thing, your heart, right? See, it is hidden. What happens if a woman was getting pregnant and the baby was on the head? Now the baby is hidden. And the baby is revealed at the right time. Certain products that you buy from a shop, they say if the container is open, give it back. Some people think the secret place is the house of God. The house of God is beautiful. I love it. Can you... Are you excited? Are you waiting for the day when you can get back to with other believers to worship the Lord corporately? If you are, lift your hands and say, Amen. Lord, we are waiting for that. But look at that scripture. Psalms 91. It says there, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, not them, not corporate, He's, it's, it's personal. It's not a physical location. Sometimes it can be. But it's a spiritual state. A posture that God wants you to have. And if you are wanting to learn, say Amen. Amen. Where you know you have access to God and you have found your stream. It's a personal thing. Sometimes people think, okay, they pray. Prayer is important. Fellowship is important. Fasting is important. All that is good. All that is nice. But that's not what I'm speaking about. All that God tells you in a secret place is not for everybody else. It's intimate. There are things which the Lord has spoken to me which I've never ever opened my mouth and said because it is between me and the Lord. Men and women of God and just not men and women of God but men and women are made in the secret place. It's a, it's a location spiritually. Open your mouth and say it's a location. It's a location. Spiritually. spiritually. Amen. Amen. It's a, it's, a, it's a location spiritually. A place where It's a posture. It's a spiritual posture. And I want, to, I want to speak about that. And that's the six dimensions of it. Of access into the secret place. And number one. Secret place is the place of brokenness. Say that with me. Secret place, secret place is the place of the place brokenness. Of brokenness. Psalms 51, a broken and contrite heart of God that you will not despise. 
Sometimes as believers we think brokenness is only needed for the unbeliever, for the sinner. But that's not the way it is. God doesn't want you to be so full of yourself, so full of pride, arrogance, that he's got no access to you. Or in other words, you've got no access to him. I've seen certain men come forth and they just stand and just pick up the mic and say a few words. People are crying. Something happens. Because they come from a place of brokenness. They're broken towards God. They are broken before God. It's through their prayed, they fasted. They know the Bible from cover to cover. They have read it a hundred times maybe. But that doesn't fill them with pride. It's true that God has used them. But none of those things matter to them. What matters is the access that they have with God and that meeting point with God where they're broken before Him. And when they say, Jesus, almost tears are falling down. Heart is broken. And while they worship, there is a sweetness to it. It is personal. You're crying. You're experiencing the love of God. You, you know, you can sense the presence of God. There is a generation that hates to be broken before God. I've looked at men of God whom God mightily uses and I'm just not speaking about a title, I'm speaking about genuine men and women of God whom God is using. And I thought, how can God use that person? I know him. I know his strengths, I know his weakness, I know which family he comes from, where he comes from, what his qualifications are, what his character is, what his nature is. I know him. Yeah, you know him in the natural. But God knows him deeper than you know him. And God has found something in that person. But God has got access into that person. And he reveals the word. He reveals the mysteries. He speaks to the heart. The sin of pride sometimes hardens man's heart. And that destroys them. Many men and women of God have been destroyed by just pride. I saw a man of God once minister forth and he was, I mean, I thought, ah, how can God use him? He's so full of himself, so full of pride. He almost looked like an arrogant man. Insensitive guy. And I was judging him like that. And then I went and prayed. And the Spirit of God told me, Son, I have seen him humble before me. I have seen him broken before me. A broken man 
will rise up in the presence of God and nobody can stop him. It is a posture that brings in the presence of God. Sometimes you look at certain people and say, Lord, why are you using him? I'm fasting more than that person. I have a better character than that person. I know the Bible more than that person. I've been more educated than that person. Why are you using him? He's broken. Pride kills. A place of arrogance in your heart, if you have, God leaves you, His presence leaves you. A person who's projecting himself and taking glory for himself, God's presence leaves him. He doesn't even realize it. Don't be carried away by the applause of people. Brokenness allows you to hear from the throne room of God. It is true that you might not be broken, you might be reading your Bible, studying the Bible, praying and all that, and you haven't backslidden into major sins. That is true, but you have not grown either. You have not grown either. Acts 13, 20, to look at David. Psalms 51 was also David. Acts 13, 22, we know the scripture. David was a man after God's own heart. Say that with me. David was a man. David was a man. After God's own heart. After God's own heart. He was not after God's fame. Not after God's money. Not even after God's anointing. He was after the very heart of God. There are many who are after God's fame. God's money and God's anointing. But David was a man after God's own heart. He said, Lord, take everything away, but take not your presence from me. Take not your presence from me. I want to have access with you at all times. I want to be in your presence. It is not that I want to be the king and I want to rule for the rest of my life. It's not that I want to be the apostle and the pastor and the teacher and the worship leader and all in all for the rest of my life. No, no. If you want me to do that, I'll all do all that. But that's not what is important for me. What is important for me is, Lord, your presence. Take away the throne, take away the palace, take away the kingdom, take away everything. But take not your presence from me. Lift your hand and say, Jesus, take not your presence away from me. Amen. The secret place is a place of mercy. Where you find the mercy of God. That's a major key. Say that me a place of mercy. Place of mercy. Sometimes the idea of mercy we think is for sinner. You look at mercy, you say, hey, I was saved 20 years back. Yeah. 
Psalms 86 verse 5. Psalms 86 verse 5. Open your scriptures to that. Psalms 86 and verse 5. For you, Lord, for you, Lord, are good, are good, and ready to forgive, and ready to forgive, and abundant in mercy, and abundant or plenteous in mercy to all those who call upon you. To all those that call upon you, Lord, you are plenteous in mercy. To all those who call upon you or come to you. Whoever abides in the shadow of the Almighty. It's not coming in, but it's actually abiding in. It's, it's abiding in the mercy of God. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got to do with what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's not about your intelligence and your education and what you have it's about the mercy Lord you're plenteous in mercy I've I've been amazed at people sometimes whom God has blessed and I thought hey that man doesn't doesn't deserve that hey, he doesn't deserve that I mean goes beyond a man's faith level. God is saying, I'm going to be good to him because of my mercy. Because he's counting on my mercy. He's not coming there so full of himself and saying, yeah. He's saying, Lord, I'm not worthy for any of this blessing. I'm not worthy that I have breath inside of me even now that I'm alive. But you've given me life. All that I have it's because of your mercy. I don't deserve it, Lord. I haven't earned it. Lord, you, you, you've just been good to me and you're plenteous in mercy. But people honor you, people love you. Lord, it's because you have been merciful to me. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 Yes Because of his mercies We are not consumed Say that Through the Lord's mercies Say that with me Through the Lord's mercies Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. We are not consumed. Say that again. Through the Lord's mercies. Through the Lord's mercies. We are not consumed. We are not consumed. Amen. You've got to learn to provoke the mercy of God. Once a man of God said he had a problem. And he asked God to give him victory in one particular area of his life. Because he kept falling into the same thing again and again. So he said, Lord, I want you to give me victory. I want you to give me victory. And the Lord told him, son, you will have victory when you are 97 years old. <laughs> Till then, what you will have is my mercy.
until then what you will have is my mercy you won't be consumed but learn to provoke my mercy learn to come before my mercy lamentation 322 read on through the lord's mercy through the lord's mercy we are not consumed we are not consumed because his compassions fail because not. his compassion fail not fail not they are new every morning see the compassion that word means the ability to be touched by the feeling of your infirmities or limitations he feels your struggle because of his compassion read on that word fail not his compassion does not fail sometimes we expect results you know when you you know when you get discouraged you said i prayed i fasted i've read the bible cover to cover 30 times 40 times 50 times i do not know how many and he said okay i've done this i've helped the poor i've tithed i've given my offerings i've done everything and so you're saying i want promotion i want favor i want blessing i want you to do this for me lord no 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 you wanting results because of what you've done or because of your experience lord i came to you 20 years ago i've suffered much for you so you lord i'm discouraged you didn't act for me you didn't do this for me you are proud psalms 25 verse 6 psalms 25 verse 6 Psalms. Remember O Lord remember O Lord your tender mercies your tender mercies and your loving kindness and your loving kindness for they are from of old from for they are from of old Amen next verse Do not remember the sins of my youth Do not remember the sins of my youth no my transgressions no my transgressions according to your mercy according to your mercy remember me remember me for your goodness sake for your Lord. goodness sake O Lord Amen See the sins the psalmist has done is this youth is following him. And he's saying Lord the sins the mistakes that I've done in my youth let not follow me. Let your mercy follow me Lord. According to your mercy You got to learn to provoke God's mercy. The blind Bartimaeus in the new covenant in the new testament he said when he heard that Jesus was going that way that was the last time that Jesus went through that town before his crucifixion. He cried out. He didn't sit there and cry, "Lord, I've been obedient all through my life. I've never done anything wrong." I'm better than those preachers and from all those religious people Lord. I can't even see. He didn't say that. He provoked the mercy of God. He, Jesus son of David, have mercy on me. See God 
hears your heart, not your mouth. Have you seen people who with their mouth speak stupid things, negative things? But their heart is not like that. I mean, they just haven't learned self-control. They just open their mouth and their negative confessions, negative words. But in their hearts, they are really crying before God. And God looks into the heart. And that's why God didn't judge that person. Sometimes people speak bad about servants of God, about church, ministry and all that. But in their hearts, they're really wanting the Lord. And God is merciful. And other way around too, I've seen people in church sometimes say the right words, but their heart is not there. You know, I, you know, I was fasting once. And I was fasting and I was, the Lord asked me to fast, so I was fasting. And I was spending time in His presence. And after some time, you know, I just began to check my on my iPad and just began to go through all the food blogs. Every restaurant, every food, the juicy hamburger, the shakes, everything. Suddenly I realized, okay, I am fasting. I'm doing the right thing outwardly, but my heart is not quiet there. <laughs> my heart is like, I want, I want to eat. I want to eat. I want to grab a burger. I want to just eat something. Sometimes people come and have this finest prayers. They say, I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. But their hearts are like, why did you do this to me, Lord? Sometimes in the mouth they are like, Lord, bless me. But in their hearts, they are on a revenge mission. And they don't see the blessing coming. You know why? The heart and the mouth are not together. God looks into the heart. Lift your hearts before him. Say, Jesus, my heart belongs to you. Jesus, my heart belongs to you. Jesus said, these people worship me in vain. Their hearts are far from me. They worship me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. Mercy looks at your heart. Psalms 32, when David, when the psalmist is saying, when I said I will confess to the Lord my sin, he forgave my iniquity. He didn't confess. When I thought of confessing, that's what Psalms 32 says. He forgot, he forgave the guilt of my sin. Can you imagine that? He didn't even confess. Before he could confess, when his heart was kind of, ah, Lord, I'm just so, so sorry. God just forgave. Amen. It's a secret place. It is, see, that's what is it. When God has access to you, where you have access to God, it is not a church building or your prayer room or it's your posture, the posture of your heart. Third thing. Secret place is a place 
of rest and comfort i want you to say that with me the secret place the secret place is a place is a place of rest and comfort of rest and comfort amen 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 write this down never forget it everyone you know has the potential to disappoint you everyone you know everyone you know whether it be your wife your husband your children your parents your brothers your sisters your relatives your neighbors your friends your pastor your church member have the potential to hurt you disappoint you whether it be in your business whether it be in your ministry whether it be in your marriage everyone I remember you know, some time back somebody messaged me saying pastor I was so discouraged because I thought you would help me I was looking up to you I thought you would help me So when you get discouraged you get weary you get tired but you got to learn to find your rest and comfort in Christ in God you got to learn to find that place that's why the bible says david encouraged himself in the lord you know more than men women have the obsession to share their life pain so whoever you can find who will listen you share everything with them and that often gets you into trouble it's because you have never learned to take it before the lord in prayer i remember years back i went and shared something with somebody and that I thought, oh my God, why did I share that with that person? Sometimes people are sitting in a coffee shop and they're sharing their business ideas so loudly that the guy sitting on the next table is taking notes, and he goes and does it. <laughs> and say oh my god it's happened to me many a time you know i've shared some of the things that god spoke that's going to happen for the kingdom of god and other men of god and i'm only happy that they did even before i could do it they just wouldn't do it don't allow your mouth to destroy your destiny pastors learn to take their pain their hurt their wounds their tiredness discouragement before god it is said that on an average 300 pastors quit every day around the world so not every day every year around the world 300 other just discouraged
people cannot understand. People cannot understand your pain. Only God can. People cannot understand your need. You might be actually struggling for just hundred bucks. And your closest friend might be just tipping off somebody there with the two thousand buck. And you think, oh my God, if I had at least hundred of that. Because people don't understand. But God knows you have bills to pay. God knows you have needs in your life. God knows your age. God knows your dream. God knows that you're falling short of the goal that you set for your life. And He cares about you. But you need to access into His presence and say, Lord, I need rest. I am weary. I am tired. I am hurt. I am disappointed. I laid at your feet. Restore my soul. the Lord will help you with that. But if you just keep looking around, you are not made. God cannot make you who you are supposed to be. Psalms 91 verses 4 and 5. Look at that. Psalms 91 verses 4 and 5. I'll take refuge his truth shall be your shield and buckler. So he shall cover you with his feathers. It's almost like a mother hen covering her chicks. I'll cover you. Just come to me. Psalm 62 verses 1 to 5. Psalm 62 verses 1 to 5. Truly my soul silently waits for God. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock. He only is my rock. And my salvation. And my salvation. He is my defense. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you. You shall be slain, all of you. Like a leaning wall. Like a, a leaning wall. And a tottering fence. And a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down. They only consult to cast him down. From his high position. From his high position. They delight in lies. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. They bless with their mouth. But they curse inwardly. But they curse inwardly. The fifth verse. My soul waits silently for God alone. My soul waits silently for God and for God alone. My expectation is from Him. God knows you're fragile. You need to be covered. Once somebody came and asked me, Pastor, how do you keep yourself motivated? You see him always seems happy. I have something what a man of God told me long time back. He said, success is a burden. Success is a burden. And he was a successful man. I am not. He said, success is a burden. There are people who want to make you feel bad. Somebody said, you know, she runs a travel agency. Really? I never knew that she runs a travel agency. Yeah, yeah, she's always sending people on guilt trips. <laughs> Somebody sending you on a guilt trip? Then the people expect leaders to have answers for everything. 
that Red Sea people wanted to kill Moses. There are people who are clever, who misunderstand. There are people who really outwardly, Hi, Pastor. But inwardly, how can we finish him off? That's what the Psalm 62 says. When will he meet with an accident? Oh, I hope something really bad happens to him. But you learn to wait on God. Lift your hand and say, wait on Jesus. Your salvation comes from the Lord. He will deliver you, save you, help you. Lift your hands and praise his name for some time. Lift up the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory be to the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The fourth one, we're going through this fast now. A secret place is a place of revival and restoration. Psalm 143, verse 11. Psalms 23, 2 and Psalms 143, 11. Psalm 23, 2, we know that scripture. The Lord restores my soul. Psalm 143, 11. Let's read that. Psalm 143, 11. Revive me, O Lord. Revive me, O Lord. For your name's sake. For your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake. For your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. Bring my soul out of trouble. Quicken me or revive me. Revive me. Revive me, Lord. Bring my soul out of trouble. Got burdens I'm carrying, expectations that I'm carrying. The place where you cry, Lord, revive me. In Revelations 2, the Bible says to the Ephesians church, Ephesus church, one thing I have against you, you have, you have lost your first love. First love. They, they are not stopped loving God. They love God. It's just that not the way they used to love before. None of us have stopped loving Jesus. You wouldn't be sitting in front of this message hearing it if you stopped loving Jesus. You love Jesus. That's why you're here. But remember your first love. Where you would get up in the night and be on your knees and cry and sing to Jesus and read the Bible on your knees. That's the secret place. God is restoring somebody to that place. You've got trouble everywhere. Your children are not, not listening to you. you have, your, your, your bills are not paid. You've got financial struggles. You've got health issues. You, you're confused about a lot of things. But the Lord says, he will, if, 
if you will come before a secret place and say lord revive me i want to come back to that first love revive me lord revive me lord the lord says avane nodu pattirikkal njan avane vittivikkum amen the lord will deliver you he will bring you out of trouble he will quicken you he will bring you to that place of revival of restoration lift your hands and say receive it in the name of jesus amen hallelujah the fifth one the secret place is a place of illumination the secret of your destiny is not found in a book read a book read the bible all that but but it has to be god revealing to you what somebody else this might not be exactly what god wants you to do that person had an illumination from god's word you don't have you don't have anything and you're just copying that other person see your destiny a blueprint of what god wants with your life on planet earth he illuminates you in that, that's a, that's a secret place i mean you can read 100 books you can go for every conference be friends with every pastors listen to every messages that is there on the net but unless you find the secret place where you know god illuminates you he reveals to you and you know you know what what what's what god wanting to work through you daniel chapter 2 that's an amazing word daniel chapter 2 verses 14 i want from the king james please daniel chapter 2 verses 14 to 22 and verses 28 daniel chapter 2 14 to 22 and verse 28 yes then with counsel and wisdom mm, then Dan- with counsel and wisdom Daniel answered Arioch mm. the captain of the king's guard oh. who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon he answered and said to Arioch the king's captain why is the decree from the king so urgent then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel so Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time to so give me time open your mouth and say give me time give me time i will prove lord i mean the king had a, a dream and he wanted the interpretation of it then i'll give it to you listen i can give it to you god will illuminate me i am one of a child i am a child of god i know my destiny i know what god has called me for just just give me time i can get this business right god asked me to do this business it's not it's not functioning the way that i it should function it's not bringing me the rewards it should be bringing me Don't judge me please. Don't count me as a failure. Just give me time. This will come up. You know, God told me to get married. I got married. Hey, listen. Marriage might not be working the way that's supposed to work or you, the way you expected to work, but just give me time. This will come out just fine. Hey, my kids might be a little naughty and upset and just give me some time i know the prophetic word over their lives what they will become just give me some time god will illuminate me god will reveal what i have to do god will fill me with his wisdom god will give me his knowledge just just be patient with me 
I know where the church is supposed to go. I know what we are supposed to do. I know we're supposed to enter the next phase. I know we got the nations wait. I mean, God is waiting to move us into the nations. I know God is going to broaden our boundary walls. I mean, why is nothing happening, Pastor? Just wait. Just be patient with me. Hallelujah. I know God will do it. God has illuminated me. He will do it. Just be patient with me. Give me time. Don't make a conclusion about my life. Don't put a full stop about my life when God is not. Yeah, I might be emotionally messed up right now, but oh my God. God suicidal and challenged and hysterical but I know I have a calling from God and God wants to bring out something through my life just give me time the Lord is speaking to somebody tonight he is speaking he is giving you time he is giving you time to illuminate you He, you are here listening to this message because he is giving you time hallelujah he is patient with you do not be afraid hallelujah he will illuminate you he will bring through he will reveal the mysteries he will untangle the mess he will reveal what is going to happen into the future he will reveal the path forward do not be upset hallelujah every door seems closed people are judging you are locked up inside that room and thinking what's going to happen with me listen hallelujah God is not finished with you there is something he will do with you and through you hallelujah blessed be the name of Jesus lift your head and say I have time look at the 17th verse Daniel 2 17 then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah Mishael and Azariah Mm. his companions 18 that they might seek mercies from the from the God of heaven concerning the secret. Concerning the secret. See? Uh, look at the 19th verse. 19. Then the secret was revealed then to Daniel. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. Somebody's gonna experience that kind of anointing. Secret mysteries are going to be revealed to you. Uh, you're going to have access with God. Uh, God is going to reveal to you. Uh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Somebody asked the other day, Pastor, so many prophets, so many pastors, all that. And why didn't anybody speak about COVID-19? Give me time. Just kidding. Let me tell you, God will reveal it. God revealed to Joseph that he was going to be the prime minister, but God didn't reveal the pit and the prison. God has given prophetic words about fruitfulness. God will bring it to pass. COVID-19, lockdown or not, it doesn't matter. God gave that word. Receive it, take it, hold on to it. He will bring in fruitfulness over your life. Amen. God reveals to you, eliminates you what works for your life. What's the secret of favor? And the last one, and I close with this. Are you enjoying the word tonight? Isaiah 64 verse 1. Isaiah 64 verse 1. 
come down that the mountains might shake at your presence oh that you would rend the heavens and that you might come down that the mountains might shake at your presence rend means to tear mark chapter 1 9 10 11 and 12th verse matthew chapter 3 verse 16 you will find the heavens were opened and a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased heavens were opened rent oh that you would rend the heavens and come down that word is uh uh schizo s s s s c h i z o s schizophrenia c h i z o what is it schizophrenia schizo 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 that's schizo it's from that word schizophrenia which means split personality schizo means split tarot split schizophrenia split personality I believe that God is going to rend the heavens and do something amazing. A schizo moment, that's a Greek word. Schizo, to split a thing. To You know, the in physics people use that. An atom can be split into smaller particles. The word uses schizo and whatever. That's a word I'd do. Schizogenesis. but even in nature they have a system where certain things are split a, a split second there is a moment in your life see open heaven where solomon had almost 95% heaven open over him all the time so there was no wars no bloodshed one meal of solomon what he had on the table could feed hundreds of families for a whole year one meal god opens up something over your life supernaturally that it continues for generations a schizo moment in a split second he opens something a moment life before that is different and but that 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 moment changes you all together that's a secret place where you a moment with god changes everything i was listening to a man who got a uh virus i think it was tb and uh he got it in his travels a very very 
സ്ട്രോങ് വൺ വട്ട് ഇസ് എ വെരി ടഫ് ഒരു എന്താ പറയുന്നത് ആൻഡ് ഹി ഹാഡ് ടു സ്റ്റബൺ വൺ സ്റ്റബൺ വൈറസ് and you know and they had to treat him and so they said six months every day he has to come and take an injection uh on his bonds and nobles you know <laughs> every day he's got to get an injection for six months and he's a lot six months every day but he says he went in for a worship and a moment in that worship in a split second his entire body was completely rid of that virus supernaturally because God came down and intervened may that be your portion some of you sitting with the, with stubborn issues praise god a secret place a split second moment a shiksha moment where god comes down and heals you of the stubborn bondage once forever in the name of jesus blessed be the name of jesus amen just one moment one moment you know god is everywhere but like i said that's a secret place in the old covenant god actually was hiding or kept his presence was hidden what is glorious is veiled behind the veil in the holy of holies can you imagine that a curtain maybe as thick as this a little more <laughs> the glory of was just behind and nobody had access to it the shekina presence of god was there and just outside the holy of holies just was the altar of incense where the high priest would come and after having walked through the outer court and sacrifice for the sin and all that carrying the blood he would come in through he would come just outside the curtain the holy of holies just outside that offer up the incense the smoke of worship would rise and he had through the blood access in the old covenant into the holy of holies into the presence of god so there is a moment there's a secret place moment i mean not everybody's hallelujah is the same is saying hallelujah but not everybody is the same for some it's a, it's a moment it's it's amidst their tears and somebody just got a car and they say hallelujah thank you lord for this that's great thank you but somebody else just lost their child and they're crying and they're saying lord you gave it you 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 gave me and you took it away hallelujah through those tears it's not the same
It's never the same. What I'm trying to tell you is a secret place. The access to God is through worship. Look at one scripture, Exodus chapter 30 verse 34. Exodus chapter 30 verse 34. Exodus chapter 30 verse 34. And the Lord said to Moses, And God said to Moses, Take sweet spices. To make the incense, the anointing incense. Take sweet spices. Stacked. Stacked. And onika. Onika. And galbanum. And galbanum. And pure frankincense. Mm. With these sweet spices. See, four things. And with salt. You can look through the scripture later. Galbanum is, comes actually from India. It's an it's a it's an aloeish uh, brown resin or gum, which has got a very not so good smell. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have an attractive smell. Then there is this onicha. Onika. 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 That's how you pronounce it. Okay. Onika. It actually is. Uh, you have to dive into actually the Nile, the Red Sea. That's the only place where you find it. And you take it out from a, it's a shellfish. You catch that shellfish, you take it, you bring up, you shave the inside of it, and you put it into the fire, and that's how the smell comes out. And that's the base. There are moments in your worship, the only thing sweet is the, the the frankincense even, the, even uh, everything else in that is not that kind of sweet but everything blended together is what made the worship just like you know you buy perfume for a long time I used a perfume called jupe it had a nice smell but they have a certain measurement making it you have uh, different kind of you know okay you have uh, Dolls and Gabbana, you have uh, Brute, you have uh, different ones. And some of you are kind of old fashioned, you still use the old spice. But each one, <laughs> each one has got a measurement, there's a way that you make it. That's what brings in that fragrance. So here is the, the, the ingredients for worship. And different ingredients come together. Some has to be in your Red Sea experience. You have to dive deep. You have to go down and you take it. It doesn't smell too good. You don't know why this is happening to you. And you shaved and put in the fire. And you don't know what's happening. By itself, it might have a terrible smell. But the frankincense is also coming. The galabenum is also coming. The, the stack is also coming. And all together. Amen. It produces the worship before God that brings in that chikso moment. Split second moment. But God steps in and reveals himself to you. Lift your hand and so let that be my portion, Lord. Let that be my portion. Amen. 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 Glory. I mean, I mean this, this incense has to be smoke. The smoke has to rise up. Your prayer, your worship has to rise up. Smoke has to rise up. 
Smoke has to go up. It's okay to smoke in church, you know. <laughs> smoke has to rise up. <laughs> All these ingredients together, you have to, the smoke has to come out. Some, some of your smoke is not coming out. It's okay to get high in church and worship. Your smoke has to come out. God smelled the sacrifice of Noah when he came out. And God actually looks at the fragrance. Mm. So God looks at your worship and says, Wow, all this has come together. Your tears, your low moments, your hard moments, your tough moments, your painful moments, all that has come forth as a worship and it's rising up and boom, one moment, one moment. at your neighbor and say smoke in church <laughs> smoke of worship huh? some of you just came in for the message and you say oh wow what a cool church I can actually smoke in church <laughs> that's not what I meant <laughs> this pastor actually wants me to smoke in church oh my god yeah your incense worship moment of your lifetime in the secret place don't get frustrated when something is not happening moment a split second you know, once a man of God I heard the testimony of somebody who used to eat chicken outside a, a restaurant they would throw the waste into a bin and the the bones and the pieces that is there, he would go and eat it. He was that hungry. He was in the street. He would eat it and go to sleep. And one day he prayed, if there is a God who can actually give me a full piece chicken and a bread, I'll put my faith in him. I'll give him my life. And to his surprise, the next person who came out of that restaurant actually looked at him and said would you like to have this piece of chicken and this something like a KFC you know some like that place would you like to have it and that kind of stirred up that moment of faith so he went to a nearby church and there was a meeting going on he committed his life to the Lord dirty man from the street coming in gave altar call he gave his life to Jesus and then made him think if God can give me a chicken and bread when I asked him how much more can God do for me that man is one of the richest men now in a particular country he's got he's, he's got all the uh, what do you say the mm, telephone companies he owns all the telephone companies in that particular nation. He's got his own private jet, everything. A strong believer. But it was that moment of realization that God can. Brownsville revival. Intercession, prayer, worship was going on for years. Nothing happened. But they were consistent. They just kept doing it. But 
one day John Kilpatrick says when he stood before the pulpit as about to preach he heard a sound and the glory just fell a split second the revival that happened in that place some of them to end there for a service had to stand in the queue for three and a half days and that's how people who end up the Brownsville revival for a meeting may God do that something like that in our church Amen. we've been praying we've been fasting we've been seeking here yeah but there is a moment there is a moment there is a moment there is a moment second where everything changes some of you you know it comes in the secret place in the moment I was uh, listening to a preacher who's who said you know he said uh, he had this small-time preacher small church praying for revival, God to use him, nothing happening. And September 9-11, he happened to fly into US. And that's the day those twin towers fell. And he was in Texas. And he flew in. And it's after that, immediately this thing happened. This tragic thing happened. And uh, he came there to visit one of his friends who was a pastor and he was there with the man of God. The man had invited him. So he was there. But T.D. Jakes was holding a meeting, a conference. And because this thing happened, all the flights got cancelled. There was nobody to preach for T.D. Jakes in that conference that day. The particular preacher who was supposed to come couldn't come. So this pastor with whom he was staying was a good friend of T.D. Jakes and he said uh, T.D. Jakes called him and said you know my guest preacher was supposed to come in for the conference he can't make it he said I have a preacher here okay T.D. Jakes let him come in and preach small time country boy he goes in he says his knees were shaking he didn't know what to expect what to do he's never been in front of a camera he's never been such a huge conference he's never been he's, he went in there trembling and God gave him a scripture on the way and he just went there. He had a lot of messages he had prepared but he thought he would go by what God put into his heart. He opened that scripture and he was trembling literally uh, knees were shaking. And that moment, that split second moment, the glory just came down. He says he does not know what he preached. Revelation came out. <laughs> prophecies came out the anointing just began to move people were falling all over uh, people were running forward throwing in money I mean this ministry took off from there but the moment and I believe 
Our church is going to enter into that moment. Amen. Some of you sitting here are going to enter into your moments, Amen. whether it be business, ministry, your life. Uh, you are coming to that S-C-H-I-E-Z-O moment uh, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, when you come in that secret place with your worship and offering unto God, uh, with all those deep experiences and your hallelujahs rise before God in worship, uh, something will happen. You'll open your mouth and say, something is going to happen. Uh, God is going to do uh, in a split second that which I've been trying to achieve all through my life in a split second God will do for you in the name of Jesus Amen. Amen. Amen lift your hands to him tonight lift your hands to him tonight lift your hands to him tonight tonight I'm not speaking about whether you're sitting in front of a TV but the posture of your heart the posture of your life will you stand up or kneel down wherever you are and give your life to Jesus and say Lord if my heart has been arrogant and proud and self-centered and been just looking at myself and not at you I'm sorry Lord I humble myself I want to come before your mercy you're plenteous in mercy Lord I just want to come before you I want you to illuminate me I want you to give me a revelation I want you to give me rest I want to come into that place where I can have intimacy with you I do not just want to come into a church and just go and I just want to listen to a message and go I want to have the deep moments with you Lord the deep moments with you uh, the intimate moments with you Lord uh, here I am Jesus would you do that would you would you stand up in the presence of God or kneel down in the presence of God Lift your hands to Jesus and open your mouth and call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, we, Jesus, we call on your name. Hallelujah. Jesus, Thank you. Jesus, 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 son of David, have mercy. Jesus. Call on his name. Call on his name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Let your praise rise. Do not be ashamed of the name of Jesus. Let your voice rise. Let your incense rise. Come on, church. Begin to smoke wherever you are. Let your incense, your praise, your prayer rise before God. Let's give 